Welcome to Stash Talk. I'm Kirby Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, and I'm joined by my dad, Jeff Connell. So here we go with Stash Talk. Today, we have uh, my new friend, Zane Denton, on here with us. It's good to have you on here, Zane. It's, I'm glad to be on here. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. All right, so we start off almost every episode um, just telling us a little bit about your family. So I come from a family of four boys, so just extreme baseball family. But that's main reason because of that is my father. He he passed away when I was 12, but really fell in love with baseball at the time he was having kids and really just transferred that love to us. And we've been a baseball family ever since. Just growing up, I, pretty much all I can remember is spending days at the field with my brothers and my dad just all day every day and really just fell in love with it because of that and right now my my brothers all played baseball growing up my little brother's still playing he's at walter state Uh, my my second older brother bryce got drafted in the second round he played a few years professionally throughout the minor leagues and my oldest brother chase he currently works in scouting with the Future Star Series, it's kind of a scouting deal like PBR or Perfect Game. They do the same type of stuff, and he loves it. But he also played three years of junior college before moving on to scouting. And my mom, she's a registered nurse, and she kind of holds the whole family down. Um, tell us a little bit about where you're from, uh, maybe the high school you went to, and and uh, how your high school career went, and maybe – um, some accolades you kind of achieved along the way. So I'm from Brentwood, Tennessee. It's about 20, 20 minutes south of Nashville. I went to Ravenwood High School and loved it there. Loved playing baseball there. I played varsity all four years. We got to go to state my freshman year. I'd probably say that was my best high school baseball experience. Just being a freshman and going all the way to state, it was brought back ton of memories but just the whole whole the whole high school experience was just amazing for me i lived probably five minutes from my high school so pretty much just playing baseball in my backyard and probably my coolest memory was my first high school homer my sophomore year is a walk-off grand slam and that's probably something i'll never forget that's awesome so um since you mentioned your uh, high school baseball memory. Uh, what's your first baseball memory? I know you mentioned uh, your family is a uh, you're the the baseball family with you and your four bro- you and your three brothers. Um, what what happened to be your first baseball memory? I'd probably say my first baseball memory was I think it was called Creve Hall Little League, and I was probably three or four years old when I played my first game. But I just remember playing on that tiny little field. I can't remember anything really specific, but I, I'll always remember those days. That's really where my baseball baseball career began. Okay, so uh, moving on up, tell us a little about your early baseball experiences. So maybe like your travel ball teams and stuff like that. And – and maybe who you played for along the way. So my first ever travel ball team, I was seven years old. We were called the Franklin Force. 
And I'm still pretty close friends with a lot of those guys today. We were pretty talented, but that was just awesome trying to kind of get my first steps in the that travel ball world and play travel ball all the way up until up until college. But played with the National Knights along the way, and then I ended up playing for Team Elite out of Georgia. So I was spending pretty much whole summers down in Georgia, but it was really helpful for my career. Just kind of it really got me a lot of exposure, got me scouted, and I got to play against really good competition. So it made me better. So you uh, opened no, no, Dad, no. I <laughs> have to. I have to ask this question. We have a little league World Series participant on here with us. I I knew I knew he was in the Little League World Series. I didn't know he hit a grand slam. I I just watched the video, so I I had to look it up. I, I figured maybe he was holding that for something later. That's that's yeah. what I was saying. I was you know uh, he uh, asked him baseball memory, you know early baseball experience, and never came along. And that was, I was just like. Uh, that's just my favorite baseball experience ever. Yeah, you and probably just, kinda... just stole his answer to, like, <laughs> you know, what did people not know about him? You probably yeah. just stole that. I figured it would, it would come up later in the conversation. Well, the reason I watched the video and then I, I had to rethink. So you're a switch. Let me put mine. You're a switch hitter, but in the video, you. We're hitting right-handed against a right-handed pitcher. I was. I didn't start switch hitting until I was fourteen. Okay. So y'all kind of so that was about common. Yeah. Yeah. It's up about two years. It's up, Zane. He's the freak that is left-handed and grew up batting right-handed. He didn't actually start hitting left-handed consistently till, well, what you hit a little bit at ten, a little bit at eleven. But not really till 14, 13, 14. Yeah. It's a perfect age. Yeah, his his claim <laughs> to fame is when we go from our house now to Asheville, he hit two home runs and there's a it's a little bitty field. No, it's from Asheville to it's from Asheville to here. It's in That's Canton. What I'm when I go when I go, I go by it every oh. time, every time. And but it was in Canton, North Carolina. You hit in the same inning or in back-to-back innings, one right-handed, one left-handed in the same game? Same game. I just know that. I've still never done that. I did it in high school. I can remember it to this day. I was in middle college. I hit one right-handed, hit one Uh, left-handed. Yeah, and you did it in back-to-back games in high school because uh, you had to come down and play JV one day. And you had yeah. hit a home run in the varsity game right-handed. And the coach told me we didn't have enough players when we were in Missouri. So uh, I had to make him play first base. And the coach originally wasn't going to let him hit. And I said, well, he'll hit left-handed. Sure enough, first at bat, he comes up, hits one left-handed. And the coach was like, we're done. He's not batting awesome. anymore. So, so, Zane, one of my things that always interests me is a recruiting story. And so for those who don't know, you started at Alabama, made the adjustment. So I'm going to ask you to tell kind of 
your recruiting story, um, how you ended up at Alabama, and then if you want to, you know, hold the other one for later, if you want to go ahead and tell it now, that's fine. But uh, tell us about your recruiting story for college. Sounds good. So it started probably sophomore year uh, from travel ball. I started getting some exposure. And two of the main schools I was looking at were Alabama and Tennessee. And the next couple of year, I, next couple of years, I talked with Coach Vitello a lot. I talked with Coach Bohannon a lot. And I, I knew that if I went to Bama, I'd have a good chance of playing pretty quick. And that was what was most important for me at the time. So and went there for three years, loved it, made a lot of great relationships. But after, after how kind of our year ended, and I kind of had some plans. I didn't know what was going to happen with the draft. So I kind of wanted a backup plan. And after the main thing that made me want to come to Tennessee was playing them in person last year and just seeing how competitive they were and how just good at everything that they were. I could really tell that their program was just kind of different than because their team just the energy level and their focus was just – it was something I'd never seen before. And it was a reason why they were so good. And so when I got the opportunity to enter the portal and talk to Coach V, that was, was honestly a dream come true for me. And especially being from the state of Tennessee and getting in-state tuition, all that type of stuff really helped and was all a big factor as well. J. Ross Painting and Drywall of the Tri-Cities. For all of your painting and drywall projects in Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City, and Southwest Virginia. They are licensed, bonded, and insured in Tennessee and Virginia. Contact J. Rawls for your residential and commercial drywall and painting needs. Call them at 423-777-7677. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Tell them Kirby sent you. So I'm guessing, Kirby, he just kind of answered the next question. What do you think? No. You're saying no. I'm saying yes. Okay. So did you grow up a UT fan? I did. I did, but I was never a big like college football fan growing up. Just I never really paid too much attention to it. So I wouldn't say I'm like a diehard Tennessee fan or diehard Alabama fan. I just, I don't know. I never really was like, I never considered myself a huge like sports fan, if that makes sense. So he's going to make us 10-4-1 over there. So kind of a, almost a tide ball game on this one. So we ask everybody, <laughs> you know, because the surprising part is uh, you are the 15th player that we have interviewed and of the players that we have interviewed, 10 did not grow up University of Tennessee fans. Eight of those grew up fans of another SEC school. So we have covered most of the SEC. Uh, we have four that grew up 
uh, strong UT fans. So you kind of fit in there. So this may be one of those that's tough for you. Um, So what's it like to play for Coach Vitello? I know you probably have not had that much interaction with Coach Anderson, but with Coach Elander and the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, just kind of talk through that with us. It's been it's been a pleasure, honestly. It's I've never been surrounded by so many just great baseball people and great people in general that really want to do everything they can to see their players succeed. And it's been an unbelievable experience so far. Just the way they push us, the 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 tools they give us to succeed, and really how knowledgeable each and every one of them are and to be able to use each and each and every one of them as a resource. It's, it's been un- unbelievable for me this fall. So when did you actually come in? Did you come in and with the group in July? No, sir. I came, I came at the beginning of school. Okay. I was playing summer ball. Okay. So then the question comes, what was it like? dealing with Q for the first time. And you may have been ready for this from Alabama, but that's always one of our big things. I I wouldn't say I was ready at all. Uh, I'm still struggling to this day, but yeah, that was, it was a big shock for me. It, it was tough because I knew I needed it and I knew it was going to be really tough for a couple weeks to get my body back in shape. Cause I played, I played about, 80, 90-something baseball games this year throughout the Alabama season and summer ball. So my body was not in the best shape when I got to campus. So that was really a tough just adjustment for me, but it's been it's been paying off, especially the past couple months. Well, just know, every, every person that comes on here has said, except for one, Ben said, Ben Joyce said he was, you know, a little bit ready, but everybody else has said, no, it was shock, you know, and they hated his guts for the first little while. And I talked to him uh, Saturday night and told him that Um, everybody said, I hated him to start with. I love him now. Um, Absolutely. But it is, it is definitely shocked to deal with Q for the first time. No doubt. No doubt. You spent three years at Alabama. Um, then you transferred here. What did your degree change when you transferred? A little bit. So it started at Alabama. I was just pretty much electronic media and kind of everything tied in with that. It was more generalized there. And then here it switched to journalism slash electronic media. So it's pretty much the same thing. Gotcha. And like, what do you, what do you want to do with that um, in the next five to 10 years? So the main thing is probably to take in the baseball somehow, some way. So my oldest brother, for example, he, he had a public relations degree of MTSU and took that into the Future Star series where he really manages their social media and kind of getting kids exposure through electronic scouting and just giving people a platform to, to get their swing and their tools out for more people to see. So I think, I wouldn't say I want to do that exactly, but I think there's a lot of ways that the game is changing and kind of, I like being able to help 
people get exposed if they want to continue their baseball career. So I think it'd be really cool to help kids do that somehow, some way with, with that degree. So with the fall, um, basically coming to an end, um, we're, well, I say that, but we still got like three more weeks. Um, but we just finished up our fall world series. Um, what, what do you see the expectations for this, this year after watching, um, both teams, uh, take it to the three, the third game in the fall world series? I think one thing to expect is just a team that's going to compete. I mean, you saw how, how tight both all the games were. If one team was down a little bit going to the last inning, the team would make, would fight and come back and make it close. So I think that's just that's one thing to watch out for is how how mentally tough and resilient this team is going to be, and that obviously there's the talent that we're going to have, but I feel like any team in this league is going to have tons of talent. But I think what's going to separate us is just our ability to keep fighting and just the depth we have as a whole. And I would say that was probably one of the keys to last year was. I don't think that anybody ever felt we were out of a ball game until the last out was made. And oh, I, I can attest to that. I remember being on the field up by two runs on Friday night, and I think y'all popped up like 300 feet in the air like two or three times. It was scary. You knew at any <laughs> point y'all could bust it open. So talk to us a little bit about what it was like to play against last year's team and the year before that. So the the year that we went to the World Series and then the the phenomenal year that we had last year in the SEC. So the main thing I noticed was like kind of like how I already said, just the way y'all competed and how hard y'all played. Y'all did everything, all the little things y'all did right. And it was just, it made it so tough to beat y'all. And just kind of watching the hitters' approaches in the box and just how the pitching was always superb. It was always, it's always a tough battle going in the face, face you guys and know that Kirby's coming in. I think I, I think I struck out every time I faced Kirby in my Alabama career. So there's that, but really just, and just seeing how the talent changed over the course of the two years that I played y'all. I remember playing Jordan Beck and Drew Gilbert the year before last year and kind of seeing the strides that they made over that next year was really impressive to me. And and now that I'm here, I can see that Q is the, Q is the main reason for that. But I'd probably say that's about it. So we know you can't control all the factors, but let's – live in a perfect world for a moment and you control it um, in a perfect world where you make the decisions. Where do you see your role in 2023? Main role I, I see is just providing experience for the whole team. Just cause I, I think I have the most probably me and Kirby and some of the older guys here have the most experience in this league. And anyone that's played in this league knows that it's extremely tough. Every team is extremely talented. So everything's just going to be a battle. But 
my main role is just providing some leadership and some experience and just doing my best to, to help the team win. Because you may be new, you know, to Tennessee, but you're not new to the SEC. And, I mean, it's – I'm going to say, you know, there are no weekends off once you start SEC play because um, especially Friday nights, probably Saturdays, some teams, you know, the bottom the bottom teams probably may not have a whole lot of pitching on Sunday, but everybody's got a Friday guy. And yeah, no doubt. You know, so it's there are no there are no off weekends because the neat part of baseball to me is a good pitcher uh, who's having a great night can dictate a ball game. So, yes, sir, there's no doubt about it. I think that's one thing that we've discussed um, as a team is basically saying that we we don't have we are we're a young team if you think about it. I mean, we got me, you, um, Cam. I mean, all of our all of our lineup and pitching staff is either a freshman, a sophomore, or a junior who has only had one experience in the SEC, like one year. So, like, most of our guys are, are new guys, and I think that's something that me, you, and, and Suey, and, and C. Scott, and all them can, uh, you know, just basically show them that, you know, once you get in the SEC, it's it's literally you have to play those three games, and then you got to think, okay, who are we playing next? Like, it's, yeah. it could totally change one weekend after another. And that's just something that just having experience means is, you know, I even, it was just something that I noticed when we went to Memphis or when we went to Jackson or whatever, you could tell that like some of these guys haven't been on a road trip in the, like like, with an SEC team or, you know, even with a college team, like they're showing up to breakfast and like ready to go. And like, we don't leave for like another hour and a half, like. Guys, you for breakfast yeah. you just roll out of bed and you go down there and eat. But like you could tell, like some people were nervous when they were getting on the bus. They didn't know how to act. They were just kind of sitting back and and waiting for the older guys to tell them exactly what to do or or show what to do. So yeah, and that's going to be the key for y'all is to to tell them because uh, you know, and I'm sure Zane went through it at Alabama when you're a freshman or a sophomore that's playing for the first time you know, or a freshman new or even a JUCO guy, you know, transferring in, it's a whole different world. And it is hundred percent, you know, everything is different because you can have in your mind what it was like. And I'll say for Kirby, one of the greatest things that probably prepared him to some extent was the Kansas city Royals group. That was their whole goal when he played with them was, you know, they treated them pretty much like an SEC team. Um, and, you know, kind of gave them that responsibility. But for some of these guys that have not played on a top-level travel ball team, and Kirby, you know Juco ball is totally different. I mean, it's like oh, yeah. barely step above high school and maybe even not even that for some of the Juco's. And I even got to thinking, you know, like uh, Ahuna, that even for him, even though he's played, you know, for several years, it's a different level um, at the SEC. Yeah. 
Avalon Country Club in the North City is a warm and welcoming setting with 166 acres settled at the foot of the Smoky Mountains. Avalon offers top-notch amenities for all your family's needs. You won't find nicer greens anywhere. Please call us today to find out how you can become a part of the Avalon family. Tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Um, so that leads us to, I, I, if you don't answer this question, how I think you're going to answer it, I'm going to be really upset, but what is your greatest non-baseball moment? (laughs) I knew it. The Tennessee Alabama football game. The best night of my life. Yes. How did it feel to be on the other side? It was incredible. It was, it was truly a, a night I'll never forget. Just be, being a part of that crowd is something I've never seen before. So it, Just no, the environment, everything. It was awesome. So no, can't say no, enough about uh, it. Three years of connection. We're in the A. Like, didn't have mixed feelings. Not that night. Okay. Not that <laughs> night. Not this year, at least. Okay. I'm a Tennessee fan all the way this year. At least. Okay. And we just got to get rid of that glove that you have. Maybe I know. New one. We're, we're waiting on the Tennessee one, though. It's coming. It, he still uses the one that has the A on oh. it. <laughs> it's the only one I got. Okay. That works. Um, so we mentioned this earlier, but it had to be – it was about the, uh, the Little League, but – what is something that a uh, fam would just not know about you? I'm not sure. I, I thought about this one a little bit. I think it would be more just that I'm a pretty quiet guy. I feel like on the field I kind of have a different – whole different personality. I try to be – obviously you got to play a certain way to get the best performance out of yourself. But I think in – not on the field. I'm more laid back, just quieter type of guy. I don't think the average person would know that about me. And I've always said that because probably for most really good athletes, somebody along the way has called them a showboat or cocky or, you know, different adjectives to describe them. And mine is for an elite athlete, when they cross the line, whether that's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, when they step on on that playing surface, something's different. I mean, you know, away from it, you can be laid back as you want to be, but when you step across that line to be an elite athlete, something has to kick in, and somebody's gonna no somebody's doubt. gonna look at you and go, "Man, they're just a jerk," you know, and. But that's not always the case. But no doubt, gotta find that that mental advantage any way you can, and especially in a game like baseball. It's a lot of one-on-one competition, so you gotta be able to to really zone in and be able to compete. So talk about the transition from high school to college, and we kind of covered in three different areas: live classroom and field slash training. And then maybe in there, the differences between Alabama and UT that you have seen so far, because I know there have to be some. Yes, sir. No doubt. Uh, probably the 
most difficult thing about the transfer from high school to college was just the the lifestyle in general, just getting myself up early for morning workouts, class, and kind of just that the growing up aspect of it and being able to take care of some my own stuff myself. So I'd say that was probably the biggest thing life-wise. Baseball was just the workload. Obviously in high school, you don't, You've got a lot. You've got school all day. You've got other things you got to do, so you can't really spend that much time training for baseball. And when I got to college as a baseball player, a lot more time I spent in the weight room on the field, and so that was that was a little tough for me to adjust to as well. But any any big adjustment between Alabama and UT for you? I'd probably say the workload here is definitely different. And I I wouldn't say there ain't many bad adjustments at all, but some good things are just the culture I came into. the The team embraced me really well as well as well as the coaching staff and really everyone. The athletic department has been amazing to me, so really can't say enough about so is it. Was that a little little nervous part going in? How are they going to accept a guy that's been at Alabama? Not too much, but I definitely had those thoughts coming in. And especially during that, that Alabama game, whenever I saw an Alabama fan, I got kind of nervous. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No, 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 no. Roll up, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no kidding. So what do you do in your free time? And I know there's not been a whole lot of that for you, but what do you like to do in your free time? When I'm home, usually just hang out with my brothers. We play a lot of PS4. I probably watch too much TV, probably a little more than I should, but I love just relaxing, especially when I'm away from the field and away from training. Usually I'm pretty tired or just need to rest, so I just kick back, hang out with my brothers, talk to FaceTime some of my friends, anything like that. So do you that you just opened a little door? You still have friends at Alabama. What's what's that yes, connection sir. been yes, like? Sir. It's been amazing. I've got obviously I spent three years there, and a lot of those guys still there that I spent three years with. So really, three years is long time. You really create some strong bonds with people. So leaving them was definitely tough, but they understood the reasons they have nothing against me for it and really just keeping those relationships i still facetime them we still talk like like we're best friends so they've been amazing and good better mattress is an awesome business they personally design and work with local manufacturers to handcraft their better mattress line these products are only offered in better mattress stores whether you're a D1 athlete or just needing a good night's rest for a full day tomorrow, sleep worry-free with our 120-night better protection plan. Ask us for details when it's time to complete your purchase. See Better Mattress, multiple locations around Knoxville. Tell them Kirby sent you. A good night just got better. So, um, you know, Playing in the SEC, it's the best conference. Um, a lot of true competitors. 
Uh, who would you have to say was the toughest competitor you played against? I thought I've been thinking pretty hard about this one, and I think I might have to say Kumar Rocker. I okay. just remember, I just remember facing him because I think we we put up some runs on him early, but the way he just he kept battling, he didn't have his best stuff that day, and you could really like facing him, being in the box against him. He had such a presence about him. It was, it was pretty intimidating. And it was just like how fierce he looked and how really intense and locked in he was. And I think that's one of the things that made him so good. From Bama, I, I have to ask this question. When you guys scrimmaged in the fall, how was facing the – it was the 2021 year, the dude that hit through sidearm, like 96 from sidearm. Yeah. How was facing that? Because I mean, he carved us. So, Chase Lee, he he's filthy. All all I can say is I'm happy I'm a switch hitter. I didn't have to face him right handed because <laughs> I don't think people really never got a hit off him if they were right handed. Just because his slider was gross, his his fastball was as you said 91, 94 with insane movement coming from submarine. It's just he was. His story is crazy too. He's just an unbelievable person. I think he wasn't. He wasn't he on the. Uh, it's not like the intramurals, but the. Yep, the intramural team. He was on the yeah. club baseball team as yeah. a shortstop. I think he he tried out his first year as a shortstop, and then uh, came back the next year, throwing submarine like ninety, <laughs> just out of nowhere, <laughs> and. Took off from there. I think he's he's in double A or triple A now. Yeah, he he's pretty good. He carved us up on Saturday at y'all's place, or yeah, Saturday. Yeah, he he's a tough at bat. There's no doubt. So I I know this answer. I know the second part of this answer too. Um. Because I laugh every single time you say it. But what is your dream car? My dream car is a USSB Rhino, if you know what that is. No. If you don't, you need what? to look it up because it's sick. I've seen I've seen a couple of them in person. I got to go to some dinner in Nashville a couple of years ago, and David Price was speaking. And it, his car was out front, and... It was a USSV Rhino. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen in person. A bionic oh SUV. Okay. It looked, I don't know why I like it so much, but that's my dream car. What color? Probably black. I get blacked out. Okay. Now, Dad, you got to listen carefully to this one. What car do you drive right now? I drive a Mazda 6, but it, it it's formerly known as the Maserati. Does it have a name besides the Maserati? Uh, I think when I got it, I was named, I was calling it the Red Rocket, but the Maserati was better. Good, good. <laughs> so, what would you have to say the best gift you've ever received? The Maserati. <laughs> but for real, right. yeah, my grandpa helped 
helped spend some money to to get me that car going in when I was heading to Bama. So I would have to say that was my best gift ever. All right. That works. So baseball players are kind of weird creatures. So do you have any superstitions or things you have to do either on game days, before games, during games, when you come up to bat, do you have something weird? Because like sitting there Thursday and Friday and I'm watching just, you know, God forbid they pitch Xander on Thursday night and he, (laughs) he added, he added some new stuff to it. Did you see it? And then you've got Blake. He stands on the mound and just kicks the mound just constantly. And you got Blake I'm Kirk like, who does whatever he does when he gets ready to bat. Like, I would quick pitch him in a heartbeat. If that umpire didn't have his hand up, I would. But so do you have anything that fits into that category? Oh, no doubt. I think as as baseball players, we all, we all have our superstitions. But one of my main things is, I, I like to start off the day right when I enter the park. So I feel like one of my main things, I always try to park in the same spot. Just so like when I get out, I always have the same walk to the stadium. I don't know why that kind of just starts me off in the right. You better get there the right real place, but, early at UT because that <laughs> is going to be totally yeah, different. Yeah, it you. might be a little bit. No doubt. There's definitely a lot more traffic here on campus. So we might have I to do the same thing. That. You kind of. I got parking almost in the same spot. I mean, I always do park in the back of the gravel lot because if you park too close, and you're gonna get hit with a home run, and you know you never want to give up a home run and then it hit your truck. So uh, I just park in the very back. Yeah, so if they, if it does hit it, they it went a long way. So okay, so you park in the same place. What else? One of the main things is my tea routine, but I feel like that's more of a routine and not a superstition. And then I have one weird one where when I'm tying up my cleats before the game, I always got to tuck them into like the other, the top of the laces. Cause I feel like I think that started cause I think I tripped over my laces during a game, but that's been one of like my, that's always a major superstition for me. So I got to tuck in my laces before the game. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, I always have the same routine can... walking up to the plate too. But again, I I feel like that's more of a routine rather than. A and see, I'm sure Blake Burke would tell me his is a routine, but <laughs> I I think his goes beyond a routine. Maybe mine do what? too, but <laughs> that's just now I get being to a baseball player. I have to be on the lookout for the Maserati. Always parked be. in the same spot. Very so nice now we come spot. in. <laughs> now we come into the speed round. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. You give me the best answer off the top of your head. Gotcha. All right. Favorite food. Steak. Favorite color. Green. You wanted to say crimson red, didn't you? No. <laughs> Favorite no. candy. Receive. Your favorite non-baseball player athlete. Athlete? Yep. Tom Brady. Favorite song? 
Nothing Changed by Quavo and Takeoff. R.I.P. Takeoff. I was about to say that. <laughs> Funniest teammate. Uh, a close second behind Kirby would have to be probably Ensley. I think Ensley's hilarious. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Cake or pie? Cake. Who is the best hitting pitcher? Definitely Kirby. I mean, he's a switch hitter. Strongest arm from a fielder? KT. KT Guy Cannon. All right. KT always, he always be coming up. KT's there. He showed it the other day. Now it was about 20 foot off. You know, but yeah. when he when he threw it yeah. off the back wall, <laughs> he about threw it over the stadium. <laughs> but Kirby, have you ever caught? Have you ever played catch with him? Um, during BP, he likes to throw his sliders at me. Give him to throw his fastball. He has the craziest spin rate. I've oh, ever I know. Seen. You know, if we would have we would have went into extra innings yesterday, KT was coming in for us. <laughs> I bet we would have won that too. <laughs> Chinook Seeds makes you say, whoa, those just might be the best seeds ever. Order Chinook Seeds by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. You can build your own package today. You can design your own 12-pack, 36-pack, seeds flavor variety large package, or just get a sampler pack of each type of seeds they offer. They have original cinnamon toast, dill pickle, hatch chili, jalapeno ranch, smokehouse barbecue, and parmesan and pepper. Best seeds ever. Order your Chinook seeds today by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. So what would you have to say your favorite baseball movie is? 61. I think it's... uh, it's only on HBO, I think, but it's an amazing baseball movie. If you haven't seen it, you sound like you sound like Dad just bringing out random movies. <laughs> this ain't no random movie. This is about uh, <laughs> I think it's Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle on the the home run chase, the beat Babe Ruth record. It's it's awesome. All right, Dad, have you seen that one, or is that your no, favorite no, movie I'm now? Gonna, I'll I'll have to watch that one. I watched one. At some point last week, because it kept blowing up on Facebook, that all oh, this great movie da 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 called The Last Out, and I haven't seen that one. Okay, it's think. it's a waste of six dollars. So <laughs> I'm not like <laughs> well, this one won't. Be. I'm not like this I mean, one. This won't one be. was interesting. It was a documentary of like four or five guys who left Cuba, went to. Costa Rica, I think it was, and were trying to get drafted. And they followed their okay. life and everything they went through. And, you know, ended up one of them, one of them had got arrested in Mexico. He got kicked out of the little camp they did. And, but it, it really wasn't, it was interesting, but it wasn't in the top thousand baseball movies. So they've blown it out of proportion. So I'll have to watch 61. 
It's it's sixty one with like an apostrophe. Is it an apostrophe I, or a, an asterisk? No, it's a uh, asterisk. Yeah. Asterisk. That's what it is. Yeah. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to cut that. As I say, like an apostrophe, that would be like six foot one, wouldn't it? Well, it could be sixty one yeah. feet. But... <laughs> uh, true. Crucial mistake. Know. <laughs> who would you have to say was your biggest influence or supporter in becoming a baseball player definitely my dad just he pretty much taught me everything i knew up until we got to college he and it was just especially his passing was just such a big inspiration to me just uh, to keep playing this game and kind of just keep going on the love that he passed on to me. So I'd definitely say he's my biggest influence, especially in the game of baseball. Looking for a lawyer to always have your back? Try Guards the Law Firm, Knoxville-based attorneys with a passion for people. Marcos Garza at Guards the Law Firm has an office in Knoxville and soon will have an office in the Tri-Cities. Guards the Law Firm, always by your side. Tell them Kirby sent you. Okay, so what has been your favorite moment? I mean, you can apply this one to Alabama if you want. But what has been your favorite moment playing in the collegiate level? Probably my first ever college home run. It was actually crazy. Just crazy experience, honestly. It was... My birthday, I think it was the second year, second game of the year, my sophomore year, and I hit a walk-off home run for my first collegiate home run on my birthday with my my mom in the stands. So that was really special for me. Very good. All right. So what was your what was your worst moment? <laughs> I've had a lot of them. <laughs> but I had a golden sombrero this summer. And that was my first time ever striking out four times in the game, so that was that was a tough pill to swallow. That was a rough night. <laughs> well, you know it happens to the best of us. You just uh, I hope it only happens some, <laughs> some more than I hope others. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely probably have some more of them to come, but hopefully not. So, with this being your first semester here at Tennessee, have you had any interaction with the ball fan that has stood out to you, either good or bad? Not too much in person, but seeing all the fans that showed up in Jackson, that was awesome. I'd never really seen anything like that. And just the presence on social media, just all the support I've gotten on social media, all the people that follow me and DM me and stuff like that. It's been really cool to see. But I actually do have a, a funny story from, I think it was when we played John SEC tournament a couple of years ago. I had a buddy screenshot something on Twitter. I think it was like a little, uh, just people were replying to each other and it, it was about me looking so young. <laughs> just roasting me in the, in the Twitter comments. It was, so that was 
something that stood out to me, but we're past that now. Yeah, Jack <laughs> Jackson was still crazy because it sold out 6,000 within 30, 45 minutes. And I'm, I'm sure part of that was, you know, somebody bought a large chunk of them, but that was just crazy. And I wasn't at it, but the pictures I've seen, it was pretty much a packed house. It was. It, it was an awesome atmosphere for sure. So when you're when you're done here, or when you're done playing at Tennessee, what do you what do you want your legacy to be when you leave? That helped bring a championship to the University of Tennessee. That was my main goal in, in coming here, so that's what I want my legacy and the team this year, our whole as a whole, our legacy. I think I can get behind that one. I like that idea. Come on. <laughs> so when you think about all the teammates that you've played with, uh, what is one person or one teammate that you would actually pay money to watch? I think we've got a lot of them just this year. I'd probably have to say Blake Burke or, or Simo. I mean, I think they're two just extraordinary talents that it's it's kind of just cool to be in their presence and get to watch, watch them work every day and see how they go about their business. So a lot of our podcast is like people just finding out about you and again – um, this came about, I'm on Vol Nation, which is the message board for UT sports. And I'm on the baseball one and everybody always, you know, for three years now has asked me, so tell us the backstories behind these guys. What, if, you know, what do we not see on the field? And so Kirby and I kind of, you know, beat this around for probably six or eight months about doing a podcast or something that would get it out there. We're going to go a little deeper here towards the end. So, yes, sir. who is your hero? My hero would have to be my mom. Just for all the, everything she's been through. She, I mean, I feel like she's been through it all. She lost her husband, and but she's still grinded at work every day just to, to keep a roof over our heads and while at the same time supporting all of our careers and and being a loving mother, so I'd have to say she's my hero. Very good. So everybody's passionate on the field, but we know you guys also have passions off the field. If you could solve one or two world problems, what would they be and why? The main one I'd have to say is mental health. I feel like mental health is just a huge issue, especially in our, our generation coming up. I feel like everybody's got issues that they're going through and just kind of with the way society is nowadays. And it's something I've personally dealt with, especially these, these past few months. But and I think it's something that everybody kind of needs to kind of get rid of the stigma about it and be willing to go ask for help and just being more open with people that can help us. Good. Hammond Goodies, the 
best cookies ever. At Hammond Goodies, they believe that all things should be made with lots of love and butter. Home of the world famous lemon cookies, now offering local lunch and baked goods delivery. And they can also ship their cakes and cookies anywhere in the lower 48. Browse their menus, order online, or visit one of their three Knoxville locations. And their cookie trucks are always coming to a location near you throughout Tennessee. If you order online, please use the promo code KIRBY35. Kirby's favorite cookies. So, we've gotten down to the last question. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people really want to know, um, but what what was it like leaving or deciding to leave Alabama? Um, why did you choose Tennessee? Um, will what will what will it look like when we play them? Or actually, we don't play them this year. But what will it look like if we see them in the SEC tournament? And you already discussed basically who you cheer for. But will you ever? Will you always cheer for Alabama, or will you always be a Vol fan from now on? I'll start by saying I, I think I just might have to always be a Vol fan from now on. But, but coming from there, actually, can you repeat those the first part of that question? Yeah. What? What? Why? What was it like deciding to leave Alabama? Like, why? What was the process of doing that? So, it was a tough decision for me. Just because I, I really had no no main problems with Alabama at all. It was just more on if the draft doesn't work out, what's going to put me in the best position for for next year. And also, the main thing I wanted to do was win. So that's really what kind of drove me towards wanting to play for Tennessee, especially after, after playing y'all last year and just – seeing the things y'all accomplished. And then the next step of that was entering the transfer portal. So, so talk through that, at, Zane, because most of our listeners probably have heard of the portal but don't have any clue how it works. So if you can kind of give us yes, the sir. players' insight on the portal. So I really had no idea how it worked either. I was kind of blind going into the process, but – Pretty much you got to reach out to the school requesting a transfer and they'll get that part set up for you. And then it's, you get some emails, you got some stuff you got to fill out. Um, it honestly is not too difficult of a process. It was actually, it went pretty smoothly for me. And I was in the portal within a couple of days with really only having to fill out a couple worksheets and a couple of things online. But, Next thing I know, I was getting calls and texts from from different coaches. So I figured that I was in the portal. So tough conversation with Coach Bohannon. Yes, sir. It it, it was definitely tough a tough conversation for me to have. But at the time, I I didn't even have the intentions of going anywhere else. It was just mainly in case the draft because I I had planned on the draft working out so that's kind of at that point in time there it really wasn't about me leaving it was just kind of in case it didn't work out just kind of starting somewhere new 
talk to us about the last couple of months. Um, we know you've gone through some things, and you share what you're willing to share on that. And just yes, sir. So, last few months have definitely been something very difficult. One of the most difficult times I've had to go through, but being here at the University of Tennessee, surrounded by the people that are here and the resources that they've pretty much set up for me, it's it's really made it the process a lot easier and kind of shifting my focus on on certain things. It it's really changed my perspective on just life in general. You know, losing people close to you will make you see things. A different way so so most i found most people will not know your backstory on that if you're willing to share who you've lost yes, um and what they meant to you yes sir so i lost my my grandfather who was extremely close with my family spent hundreds of hours at our games supporting us watching us and they even they moved close to us when after my dad passed so they could help take care of us so really really loved them and that was really tough and i think it was a week exactly later that one my my roommate from last year one of my best friends passed away as well and so it's at that point really just kind of felt lost and kind of in shock but i had some some talks with coach vitello and a lot of other people in our program who really kind of just helped lift me out of that hole and really made me realize that I have people that care care about me here as well and they want to help me get back to to where I can be mentally and physically and all that so it it was definitely tough but one thing that Davis my roommate taught me is that God gives us toughest battles to the strongest warriors and that was one thing that he always kind of preached and just the way he lived his life. And so I figured if if this is part of the battle, then got to take the good out of it and become better from it. But it's kind of just my whole mindset moving forward. And, and it's got to be reassuring to you because from what I can I can gather and, you know, Vol Nation, it came out. I will admit I'm one of them that posted it early on. Um, and there were a lot of prayers that went up for you from those guys and gals and just, you know, because we as adults, it's tough enough. You guys, um, it's, it's a tough situation. And uh, I know you know, it's something you're probably still dealing with and will deal with and, uh, you know, a lot of emotions that go there. So, No doubt, but really just can't thank the whole, the whole Vol Nation enough for supporting me and really lifting me out, lifting me back up. It's, you know, it's a year ago if same stuff would have happened, I don't know if I'd be in the same place mentally. So that's, that's one thing that's kind of helped me keep perspective and to keep moving forward. And I will say being in South Carolina, Davis's impact at North Greenville, like even though he'd only been there a short time was an incredible 
influence that he had already made there and just um yes sir so just unforgettable type of teammate just really one of the best people i've ever met and it's just it's sad that the world lost somebody like that well i'm gonna thank you for sharing because that is not easy and you know as i said a lot of this is is lighthearted as to what car you want and all that and you know but uh really hearing your heart uh is incredible and and i appreciate that part of it yes sir no doubt so do you have any nil deals that you have going or that you're working on or anything along that line honestly no not yet uh i've kind of tried to not really focus on that right now especially this fall just with everything going on and kind of just trying to get back physically and everything on the field and kind of just in the class and stuff. I haven't really had too much time to try to figure all that stuff out yet, but that is something that I'm going to be focused on I moving forward. I fully understand it because it is very time consuming to, to work through, but that's part of, part of the other part of why we do this podcast is hopefully somebody hears it that has a connection with you in some form or fashion. So with that, how can people get a hold of you or keep up with you? What are your social media handles? So my Instagram is just my name, Zane Denton. Just Z-A-N-E-D-E-N-T-O-N. All lowercase. And then my Twitter is Zane Denton 3. All right. Kirby, give us your handles again. Um, you can email us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com um, or you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at volleyfingers, which my girlfriend fall, or keeps up with so that I don't have to do it. She is she does an amazing job, and I love her so much for that. Um, and then you can follow me at kirbyconnell35 on Instagram. Get your Folly Fingers merchandise. We've got shirtsies, brand new order of orange, white, or checkerboard jerseys just in time for football season. We have leather patch caps. You can check us out on all of our social media at Volley Fingers or contact us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. Get your stash merchandise today. Well, Zane, uh, I want to say thank you um, for getting on here and, um, you know, just chit-chatting with us and then, you know, just opening up your life um, with us. And uh, it's been awesome, you know, just being able to sit on here and just talk to you and, and learn new things um, that, you know, I haven't been able to do at the baseball field. And, you know, just being able to sit down and learn these new things is awesome. I just want to say thank you for that. I was going to say thank you, too. It's been – I've had a great time on here. I appreciate, appreciate you for letting me come on. Yes, sir. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed Stash Talk today. Um, We will have a new Stash Talk every week. Check out our other episodes and tell your friends about us. And join us next week for Stash Talk.